Welcome to Zen Bones. This is Mark Lesser. Zen Bones is a bi-weekly podcast featuring conversations with leading teachers and activists and an exploration of Zen teachings and practices. Please support our work by making a donation at marklesser.net slash donate. What is my offering is today's episode. We begin with a short guided meditation on warm-hearted curiosity. Then I talk about the difference between helping, fixing, and serving with an emphasis on the practice for discovering what your own offering is. And today's Zen puzzler is using this phrase, what is my offering, as a Zen koan or a support for going deeper into this realm of discovery. What is my offering? I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's begin with a few minutes of stopping and sitting together. Yeah, just noticing, noticing the body and bringing attention to the sense of arriving and softening. Relaxing, relaxing, giving attention to the shoulders and back, softening the belly. Just noticing what it's like to be here, this sacred practice of pausing, of stopping, and just being here. All of our our to-do lists, they'll be they can wait. They don't need they don't need us right now. Just bringing our full attention to being here, breathing, being, being alive, and nothing, nothing to accomplish. No sense of judgment or no need to make judgments or evaluations, just letting that all go and being here. Yeah, letting go of any ideas of certainty or uncertainty. And keeping it simple, bringing attention to the breath. Breathing in 
and breathing out. Yeah, uh, breathing in. I know that I'm breathing in. Breathing out. I know that I'm breathing out. And dropping in, noticing what what your approach is, how you're feeling, what your mood is, noticing. No need to try and change anything. No need to make anything different, just noticing. Uh, what is it like to be here? What is it like to be breathing? What is it like to be alive uh, right, right now? And, and I think bringing, bringing a sense of uh, warm-hearted curiosity to this time. So we are cultivating this beginner's mind, curious mind, but not neutral, but with some sense of warm-heartedness or appreciation, valuing this moment, this time together. Now letting letting thoughts come and go and that can always come back can always come back to the breath to the body to a warm-hearted curiosity yeah nothing nothing hidden this is one of the one of my favorite dialogues in this is from dogen 13th century right where he asks someone what is what is practice i mean what is it like to be a full flourishing human and um this teacher of his, who's a head cook of a monastery, says, nothing in the universe is hidden. Nothing is hidden. So opening, opening. And I'm, I'm going to ring a bell and make a shift, but you, of course, are welcome to keep sitting. talk today about the difference between helping, fixing, and serving. 
And I want to begin with a, a short story about a time when I was called in to help facilitate a, a two-day retreat of business leaders who were, these were CEOs of a variety of for-profit and non-profit companies, and they were there to do a kind of a strategy meeting. There was a, a board meeting. And I was, uh, I was called in to do like a couple hour session right in the middle of this two day retreat. And as I entered the room, someone from the retreat came out and one of the CEOs came out to greet me and said, uh, this retreat is not going well. Uh, welcome, but people are stressed and frustrated. And that was uh, quite the beginning. You know, I walked in and I could feel I could feel the tension in the room. There were about 16 these CEOs, men and women. I immediately said, let's let's do some sitting practice. And of course, um, I noticed several several women kind of came right to the front to sit. Other people in the middle decided to join and and in the back of the room were maybe three men, I think, who were kind of scowling and arms like, why are we doing, why are we doing this? But I led a short meditation practice for just a few minutes, uh, emphasizing curiosity and warm-heartedness. And and then I suggested that we uh, get into small groups, and I, I got them into, I think, four groups of four. And my instructions were that each person should do a uh, a monologue where people wouldn't ask them questions or interrupt them and the suggested topic for each person to talk to, to address for maybe like 5 minutes was why are you here on the planet what is your offering why are you here what is your offering and how's it going and the third question what changes do you need to make based on how you answered the first two questions? And I was, I was really moved and a little bit relieved and surprised how much these leaders entered these questions. And I could see the level of concentration and even some, some tears as people were engaging in this question, especially, right? Why are you here? Why are you here and what is your offering? And that's really, I think, the, the essential uh, way to access and cut through this distinction between helping and fixing and serving, and to see how, from one perspective, we are all here uh, to serve. Ultimately, we are here to serve. And sometimes, of course, helping and fixing can be needed and useful. But what I want to really talk about here is uh, the practice, the practice of serving. And one thing to be careful of when, when our life's work is about service and activism, it's often, often people burn out, uh, feel a good deal of anxiety, uh, never feeling like they're doing, doing enough. Um, and there's a, 
a beautiful quote by Rachel Naomi Remen, who's the author of the New York Times bestseller, Kitchen Table Wisdom. She says, helping, fixing, and serving are three different ways of seeing life. When you help, you see life as weak. When you fix, you see it as broken. And when you serve, you see life as whole. So I really appreciate this distinction. The language, the language that we use is powerful, and there can be really strong unconscious habit energy around helping and fixing. Helping and fixing sends a message that something is lacking or missing. Often in how we see deeply, unconsciously almost see ourselves and others or the world. So these words about helping and fixing create a sense of distance and separation. On the other hand, serving. Serving adds richness, connection, and a dimension to how we show up by including uh, more curiosity, more acceptance, more warm-heartedness and openness. So thinking of our work and our life as service is huge, is important. Whatever we're doing, we, we even often in, in so much of our work lives involves some form of sales or selling. And instead, I think there's something about re, reframing sales and selling as offering. And again, stepping back and looking at whatever we're doing, all work, all work in some way is, is serving, is serving people, serving through products or services. So how do you see your work and what you do? Are you helping, fixing, or serving? And how do each of these labels feel or influence your approach? While offering our work as a service, we can feel really good at times. Sometimes it feels easy. Sometimes it feels like we're really making a difference. And we, we seem to be wired for looking at what can go wrong. And there's no shortage of what can go wrong. And there's no shortage of not doing enough. And to be careful, even in this realm of serving, to be careful about the negativity bias. A good dose of optimism as well as hope can be useful. And I'm not talking about the, the rose-colored glasses kind of optimism, but rather the sense of leaning into, imagining, visualizing what's possible. How, how can we, through our service, make a... Uh, positive change. And I, I often come back, this is a, one of my favorite quotes that I, I come back to, I know over and over again, is uh, the Wendell Berry, be joyful, though you've considered all the facts. Be joyful, though you've considered all the facts. And there's so many facts in our lives um, about what's working and what's not working and how all of our views and opinions 
but there's something about just the joy of being alive, knowing that one day we will lose everything, and yet, and yet not turning away from what is painful, difficult, challenging. So to be able to, right in the midst of all of the challenges, come back to serving. So what what is it? What are some of the practices that can uh, support living a life of service? And I think again, my own my own experience and bias is uh, meditation and mindfulness practice. Right? I I can't I can hardly imagine not having a regular meditation practice, not having a regular mindfulness practice. So just having this daily regular time of in a way it's feeling like i'm i'm radically serving and being served just by just by stopping and uh, feeling my own sense of completion and wholeness and then it's also i think really important to in living a life of service to find lots of support to regularly connect with good friends. I, I think it's useful to have a therapist, a coach, a body worker when we're when we're running and running a business or leading leading people. Any we're so much involved in influencing that it helps to have ongoing ongoing support. I now have two different people that I do regular co-coaching with. And I also so appreciate my Zen teachers, my, my, my therapist, regular study, regular study and exposure to engaging with especially good, good, deep spiritual books. I, I'm once again reading and studying Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. I'm also really appreciating beginning to study another book that is less known by Shinru Suzuki called Branching Streams Flow in the Darkness. It's some talks that he gave at Tassahara about uh, a Zen poem called the Sandokai, the harmony of difference and equality. So again, I think coming back, coming back to this question, what is your offering? What is your offering? And what, what practices and support do you need to be able to uh, come back, come back to this simple, deep, uh, profound question? One of the things I've been doing is more and more is listening to music as a way of supporting myself, my practice. And I was recently introduced to a song by Adrian Lanker called Steamboat and has really beautiful, beautiful lyrics. As she says, well, I'm a stranger. I'm only a walker. I guess I'm human, but sometimes I feel like I'm only a ghost, like I'm only a wall, 
and you come around, honey, I'll probably just follow you home, because it's all that I know how to do. I was born by a body, and I'll die by one too. And places are going if they ain't got you. Oh, I wish I was better at being alone. Still every night I call you by phone. Oh, I wish I was more than my skin and my bones. Oh, I wish I was more than my skin and my bones. I love, oh, I wish I was better at being alone. Still every night I call you by phone. Oh, I wish I was more than my skin and my bones. Oh, I wish I was more than my skin and my bones. And of course, we are, we are so much more than our skin and our bones. So wishing, wishing you some hope, a touch of optimism, and experiencing the richness of our lives, experiencing the richness of your life. And coming back to this question, what is my offering? What, why am I here on this planet? What is my offering? How am I doing? And what, what changes might I make based on how I'm asking and responding and feeling about these questions? Coming back and asking and answering these great questions. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler, where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection. Not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. Well, I'm pleased to be introducing today's Zen puzzler, where I take some traditional, non-traditional, modern Zen stories, or just lines, lines from a reading or a poem, and look at how can we use, how can we best utilize uh, these stories. And these stories are meant to, I think, cut through our usual, rather limited thinking, our, our uh, mistaken beliefs, erroneous beliefs, the things that we hold on to, and yeah, and help bring us to a more generous, awake place, a place where we can uh, transform challenges and difficulties without ignoring them, but transform them into possibility. And I think as today's Zen Puzzler, I want to continue with this topic. And the, the, the line for today's Puzzler is, what is my offering? What is my offering? I was just on a call with an old, old friend who is dealing with cancer and is really unsure 
how much time she has to live. And within that, she found her calling. She found a project that is just so bringing her alive. And it's a, a legacy project which will be around for, for a long, long time. And it's a beautiful thing, right? This sense of finding your own calling. And, and this is something that I'm, I am working with myself right now, this question of what is my offering? And in some way, I think it's important to start from, to start from a place that there's nothing lacking that that if 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 i were to die this day then everything is perfect just as it is i've done i've done my best i've given it my all so i think that's a a really important place to begin the work of engaging with this question of what is my offering it's not it's not from a place of something missing lacking if i don't do this then no it's it's starting from a place of there's nothing lacking and is there something that wants to grow from that without forcing it without needing anything so it's interesting this is beyond it's beyond helping and fixing so we're not helping ourselves or fixing ourselves or others but we're opening to what's possible what is my offering what might bloom and and often so it's interesting in my my compost pile in my backyard there is lots of kale blooming and i think it's quite quite beautiful right so often often it's out of the smelly difficult compost the compost of our lives is often where we can find this sense of what our what our offering is what what can we do to influence the people around us and it's not always about scale it's interesting the the tension that we often feel about depth and scale right our offering can be helping one person at a time can be a great offering teachers and therapists and doctors emergency workers firefighters so many ways to make a an offering one person at a time or it's one of the things that I love about writing that I feel like my my words and my books go out there and I have no idea who who they can reach and yet there's something powerful about the offering of our creativity of our spirit of our words yeah so this is the today's today's Zen puzzler modern modern koan which i think i think in a way this is what this question at least for many of us is what brings us 
to practice and what sustains our practice is to keep coming back to this question, uh, what is my offering? What is your offering? Uh, thank you very much. I hope you've appreciated today's episode. To learn more about my work and my new book, Finding Clarity, you can visit marklesser.net. This podcast is offered freely and relies on the financial support from listeners like you. Please donate at marklesser.net slash donate. Thank you very much.